0: Was a priest and a young woman who were both in the hospital. They had tuberculosis, and they were having a conversation with each other. The young woman said to the priest, Let's pray that the Lord will allow us to suffer enough so that when we die, we'll go straight to heaven. The priest said, I wouldn't dare pray anything like that. And so they both died. The woman died first. And then the priest died afterwards. However, before they died, while they're having this conversation, this religious sister, a nun, had overheard it, had listened to them have this conversation about suffering and offering up that suffering to the Lord. And after they died, this sister said that the priest came to her from purgatory and he said to her, I wish that I had been more trusting in God's mercy and the graces that he gives us through suffering like that young woman had done. Because if I had, I wouldn't be here in purgatory today. Today is the second Sunday of Advent. This is the time, especially during the beginning of Advent, when we consider last things of heaven, hell, death, and judgment. We have John the Baptist who is helping to get us ready for the coming of the Lord. And he mentions getting ready for this judgment about turning to the Lord in repentance. Uh, he mentions this, this fire, this, this, this fire of judgment. So I'd like to apply that to purgatory. So Pope Benedict, and he was writing an encyclical back in 2007 called uh, Spaselavi, or um, Saved in Hope. And he said in there that we can reason that most people, when they die, they probably don't go to hell. So most people, there are some, perhaps, that do, uh, who have fully and knowingly, deliberately rejected God and his commandments. But most people, you know, we can reason, don't do that. However, on the other end of the spectrum, you would say that there are probably few people, that we can reason, who have been open enough to God's uh, graces, accepting of sufferings and difficulties, so that they have been perfectly purified. So when they, go, when they die, they go straight to heaven. They don't need further purification in purgatory. However, he said, we can reason most likely that many people will first make a stop in purgatory before they go to heaven. And it's a painful stop, according to uh, many church fathers. Very painful. However, today, this morning, I'm going to tell you how you can skip purgatory It is much easier than you might think. So first, a quick review. Uh, Purgatory. What is purgatory? What's the purpose of this? There's some disagreement about it amongst Christians. There are those that don't believe it exists at all. There are those that see it as this horrific punishment of God for people. Well, neither of those things are exactly what the church teaches about this place of purification that takes place after death for those who have died in Christ. It's a little different than that. So I'd like to clarify a little bit about this. What is purgatory? Let's jump in. So amongst Christians, there's a little bit of disagreement. What happens after you die, right? So for Protestants, they would say that they agree with us in that everybody in heaven is perfect. The angels, the saints, there's no sin in heaven. Both Protestants and Catholics agree on that. The disagreement comes in is what takes place immediately after you die. Is there uh, For Protestants, they would say if you're not made perfect, at that point, if you're not made perfectly into the image of Christ, you instantaneously, God, God in an instant makes you perfect, and then you enter heaven if you died in Christ. They base it, from what i understand understanding of, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 5.8, in which Paul says, well, this is a misquote, but um, this is what it's said often as, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, there you go, you know, to be absent from the body means you're immediately with the Lord, everything's taken care of, this purification process is instant. Bam, you're good, you're done. However, if you carefully read this verse, what it actually says, what St. Paul actually writes is that we wish to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. It doesn't exactly say that that is how it's going to happen, but that's the desire of Christians is to be with the Lord, right? It's a good holy desire. It doesn't mention anything about it being instant. In fact, we have other verses that more point in the other direction. For example, the one that Catholics often point to is 1 Corinthians 3, where it says that on that day, meaning the day of judgment, your works will be purified through fire, it says. And there's other evidences, too, that would point toward there being a purification after death for those who've died in Christ. We have our Jewish brothers and sisters who, even before Christ came, we have evidence of them praying for the purification of their faithful departed. So this is a known practice amongst the people of God. And if this was something that our Lord or the disciples were opposed to, you would surely have seen teaching about that in the Gospels or in the Scriptures and other places, but we don't see that. What we do see is lots of evidence of early Christians praying for their faithful departed who are going through this purgation process. They'd be purified. Lots of evidence of the first few centuries and beyond of them doing just that. And we also have even later evidence. I was reading this book recently called The Secrets of Purgatory. It was written based on the testimony of a woman named Maria Simma. She was an Austrian who died back in 2004. She had the gift, the charism of having souls come to her. God allowed souls from purgatory to come to her, to speak to her, to ask her for her help. She began to be taken seriously by people for these accounts when these souls at times would ask her to go to their family members and tell them, please give back such and such amount of money that I cheated so-and-so or that I stole from so-and-so. And so she would have these details that it would have been impossible for her to get anywhere else to find out. Uh, specific people to talk to, specific names that the, and specific amounts that the money was supposed to be given to. And so people began to believe that, yes, she's credible, that this is actually happening. What she says about purgatory gives us, I think, a picture that is very helpful. She says that... God doesn't send any souls to purgatory. So he says that it's the souls that choose to go there out of love for the Lord. They want to present themselves perfectly purified, shining in beauty. That's out of their love. Maybe this is a bad example, but you might think about, you know, you're sitting on your couch and you get a call from your mother-in-law. Oh, hello, I'm going to be there in about 20 minutes. <gasps> So you jump up and you're running around and you're like picking stuff up off the, off the floor and tidying everything up. Uh, you know, she's not making you do this. You're choosing to do this on your own. Yet in, in purgatory, getting ready for heaven, it's, it's far beyond even that. Another example you might think of is Esther. Remember Esther, she was getting ready to be wed to her beloved, to the king. And so she took six months of treatment of the oil of myrrh, and six months of treatments with spices and ointments, getting ready for this most momentous day. So these souls, when you know, they've gone through judgment, they're getting ready to enter into heaven, and they want to present themselves because of how much they love the Lord, especially after you know, seeing clearly. You know, in, this, in this life, we kind of see through things darkly as you know, a, a dark glass, the Bible says. But there you get to see clearly, no, and, and you see the Lord and and the love that He has, and the love that you feel. You want to be with Him. According to uh, Maria and many saints and church fathers, they talk about how painful this purification process is. It's it's so painful because it's a love wound. You can think of it as a love wound. You, you your vision is clear. You see this love. You want to be with the Lord. The longing is so great that even for an instant, it's excruciatingly painful to not be with the Lord. Very painful. It's it's the fire of love that's burning. There are pains of stents that the church fathers and others talk about, but the far greater pain, more excruciating and painful than anything you could experience here on this earth, is the longing of these souls to be with the Lord that they willingly go through this. They willingly choose it. They would never want to come back to this earth in comparison to being so close to being with the Lord. They're with him and they have this great longing. And, but it's painful. It's, it's hard. Uh, not all bad. The angels are there encouraging them. It's said that the Blessed Mother visits the souls in purgatory and brings them refreshment. But this is purgatory. This is what it's like. All the evidence points to it taking place over a period. Uh, that it's not instant. It's very painful. There are perhaps flames. Intense pain. Because of this intense longing to be with the Lord. Yet these souls, they freely choose this. Their love of being with God. Now the good news is that you can skip over purgatory. You don't have to go there. You are not required go there. I'm open to skip over purgatory, and I would like to help all of you to do this as well. You know, why would you want to skip over this place? Well, it's a whole lot easier and far less painful if you get things taken care of here, if you allow the Lord to work on you here, if you're accepting of his graces here. You know, think about it. In this life, you have all these things. You have have the fullness of choice, your freedom. You have the mass and indulgences and prayers. And you have confession and anointing and marriage and holy orders. All these things. All these helps and assistances that you don't have easy access to uh, once you're there. And in purgatory, all you have there is this purification. Here, you can grow in love. Grow to be like the Lord. There's so much more benefits. You know, Our Lord said that, remember he said to Thomas, he says, Blessed are those who believe but have not seen. Right now, right here, this is the time of blessedness. This is the time to grow in graces. Another way you might think about it is like comparing this life to childhood and purgatory to adulthood. As a child, you know, kids, that get away with all sorts of stuff, right? You punch your brother, you uh, throw a tantrum, you run around naked, you know, it's a kid, right? Uh, get away with that thing. But try that as an adult. Doesn't work quite as well, right? So here, it's really easy to get all these things taken care of. But in purgatory, kind of like adulthood, more painful, harder. Here you've got lots of chances, okay? Uh, there, you've been fully enlightened. So much more is required. It's very painful. Our Lord talked about this. He said this in, in Matthew 5.25. He said, work out things with your accuser while you're on your way to court. Meaning work things out here now before judgment, before you get there. He says, because if you don't, you'll be thrown into prison and you won't get out until you've paid the last penny. It's easy here, much harder there. So get things taken care of here. Now, this is this urgency that we have. And the encouraging thing is, it's a lot easier than you might think. St. Therese, the little flower, a saint who died about 100 years ago, a doctor of the church, a great teacher, she says that purgatory is the exception. It's not the rule. Purgatory is plan B. It's the emergency entrance into heaven. For those who haven't fully said yes to all the graces that the Lord gives you here in this life. You don't have to go there. Uh, she says that you are given everything you need, all the trials and purifications and difficulties, the graces here in this life. you simply say yes to them. Allow the Lord to work through these things to prepare you, to make you into the image of his son here in this life. St. John of the Cross, another doctor of the church, lived in the 1500s, said something very similar. He says, divine providence puts enough difficulties in your life, trials, sufferings, sickness, grief, disappointments, hardships, that you'll be able to go straight to heaven when you die, if you say yes to these things, if you accept them from the Lord. Accept them as gifts of His, of of, of love, really. Hebrews twelve six says that God disciplines those He loves. It's easy to fight against trials and challenges and sicknesses and these hardships but if you're willing to accept them as loving disciplines from the Lord, they're meant for your good. They're meant to purify you, to make you into who you're designed to be. Uh, I encourage you to accept these things. Be open to them. You have all that you need to be perfectly prepared. Of course, to be able to say yes to these things, it's not always easy to say yes to challenges and difficulties. It requires much prayer and self-denial to be able to open your heart to the Lord, to allow him to work in this way, Saint Therese, the little flower, had this conversation with an older sister of hers, one of the religious sisters, you know, another nun, and they got into a disagreement. This sister thought it was presumptuous of Saint Therese to be able to skip over purgatory. To, you know, she said, "Well, that, that's prideful, and you know." You deserve to to go to purgatory. And and St. Therese, she said to her, she said, Sister, uh, if you want God's justice, then he will give it to you. But a year later, the sister died. And St. Therese was accounting a dream that she had to another one of her sisters. She said that this woman who she had gotten in the disagreement with came to her in the dream and was coming from purgatory. She was in great pain and turmoil. And she had this look on her face, St. Tress said, as though to say, you were right. I wish that I had been more open to God's mercy, to his graces here in this life. So how do you skip purgatory? It's purification. Ask God for help to be open to seize all of the graces that he sends to you uh, so that you can be ready for death, so you can be shining in purity. It's easier than you think. He gives you, you have everything that you need. He may perfectly prepare you uh, to meet with him if you're willing to say yes to these things every day. Here, on the second Sunday of Advent, the preaching of John the Baptist of repentance, of the fires, of judgment, of living out and being prepared for that uh, judgment here and now, living out that repentance every day. Purgatory is real. Scripture attests to this. History attests to this. Lots of testimony attesting to this. Its purpose is for those who have died with Christ, but it's plan B. Uh, Ideally, you're using all of the graces you've been given so that God's will can be perfectly worked in you. You can skip purgatory if you're willing to say yes to the Lord to allowing these graces, these sufferings, these trials, these difficulties to work in your life. Trust in the Lord. Trust in his love, in his goodness, in his mercy. Amen.